Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff McCombs, and thank you for joining me today for Candida Diet Tips, Recipes, and Insights for Greater Health and Vitality in Your Life. This is episode number 28, and today's episode is on Candida and Alzheimer's disease. Alzheimer's disease, also known as AD for short, is a progressive disease that causes memory loss, confusion, mood and behavioral changes, difficulty with reasoning, etc. It is uh, similar to dementia, which is more of a generalized term for the same loss of brain function, uh, whereas Alzheimer is actually more of a specific form of dementia that accounts for about 60 to 80% of all dementia cases. So uh, it is the most well-known form and common form of dementia that we encounter. And the rate of Alzheimer's disease is increasing quite a bit. Uh, someone in the United States will develop Alzheimer's every 60 seconds, and by 2050, this is projected to be about every 30 seconds. So that's doubling within the next couple of decades. It, uh, it's a disease which actually begins about 5 to 10 to even 20 years before the symptoms first appear. And um, it's typically something that starts in our mid-60s, uh, so we would need to look at this and say, well, you know, five to 10, even 20 years before that, so maybe mid-40s for some people is when this disease is starting. It is listed as the number six leading cause of death in the U.S. and is the most feared uh, disease of the elderly, according to some people, although I'd be, I think, maybe more afraid of cancer. I'm not sure. Um, but it is occurring in uh, younger ages now with uh, even rare occurrences showing up in the 30s. Alzheimer's is uh, poorly understood by the medical profession, and they really have no good treatment for it, as the statistics that I just mentioned clearly show. That being said, there are some very significant studies that bring more clarity and offer better options. I was actually listening to another podcast recently where the two medical doctors discussing Alzheimer's remarked on how treatment for Alzheimer's in the United States has been a complete failure. Um, yes, in the midst of all this, there is some good research that can be very, very useful in understanding and guiding Alzheimer's treatment, and obviously that is very much needed. In one study, researchers infected mice with candida. And after this crossed the blood-brain barrier, they found that fungal candida grew in multiple clusters in the brain and caused some very strong inflammatory immune responses. And as a part of these uh, inflammatory re immune responses, the brain cells surrounding the candida produced a protein, a precursor, to amyloid plaques, and those are the plaques commonly associated with Alzheimer's. They are these protein clumps. And these amyloid proteins were found to accumulate at the center of the candida infections. The study indicated that development of the amyloid plaques found in Alzheimer's can actually be a part of our body's immune response against candida. So here we're looking at uh, the presence of these plaques typically, and saying, oh, this is Alzheimer's, we need to get rid of the plaques without understanding why the plaques are there in the first place. Again, 
treatment in the United States, understanding Alzheimer's is a complete failure so far. And yet there are studies like that, which clearly show that uh, the plaques are doing something that hasn't been considered yet. And as I mentioned, the cause of Alzheimer's disease are far from understood, uh, but we do have this one prevailing hypothesis, and this is the amyloid hypothesis. The amyloid beta peptides, peptides are small chains of proteins, clumped together. And this results in the formation of amyloid plaques. Uh, amyloid plaques are elevated in patients with Alzheimer's disease, but it is, again, not understood to how they contribute to the pathology. So they're visualized there. They're known to be there, but we don't know why they're there or even if they're contributing to the pathology. But that's where all the research and science is going is how do we stop these amyloid plaques? Uh, again, there are obviously studies that are showing why these can be there. Uh, in Alzheimer's, it is also commonly f uh, found to be an immune response that generates strong inflammatory molecules called cytokines. That's uh, something developed by our body that helps to fight off infections as part of the inflammatory response. And inflammation on a short-term basis is very good, but on a long-term basis is very damaging. And in 20, 2010 study, some of the ones found in Alzheimer's were uh, interleukin-6, TNF-alpha, IL-1-beta, TGF-beta, uh, interleukin-12, 18. Um, so these six cytokines were found associated with Alzheimer's. Well, it just so happens that when we look at other research that these very same cytokines are found in candida infections. A 2015 study looked at the brain tissues of Alzheimer's patients and found the presence of fungal infections in and around the cells. And the researchers failed to find fungal infections in the brain samples of patients without Alzheimer's. The researchers stated 100% of the Alzheimer's patients analyzed thus far by our laboratory present fungal cells and fungal materials in brain sections. And they even went on to say, moreover, antifungal treatment in two patients diagnosed with Alzheimer's reversed clinical symptoms, which yeah, they could just say cured, but they didn't say that. Uh, so here again, um, fungal infections, 100% of the people they analyzed uh, had fungal infections when they had Alzheimer's and zero in people who had healthy brain tissue. So another clear indication, uh, another study in 2016, 2016, uh, found that amyloid beta was protective against fungal infections. So even more research, and I don't really know how much research it takes to really define, especially when understanding as it's Alzheimer's as it's understood now and the treatment options are a failure, an admitted failure, um, why these things are never considered. Um, you know, so it's it's obviously... Correcting fungal infection seems to be a big key. And I'm not saying it's going to be the only thing because I'm not someone who puts everything down to candida because we can also have various environmental toxins that are known to affect brain function. We can have genetic predispositions in certain pathways. So definitely there's more to consider. And that's when we look at people 
we're looking at genetic testing and microbiome testing and nutrient testing, and we're looking at all these different aspects, which give us a much more detailed and clearer picture. Um, but we also have seen great uh, benefits with the Candida plan in uh, a lot of neurological conditions. And it's interesting that a 2016 study uh, found that frequent sauna bathing can reduce the risk of dementia. And again, Alzheimer's is, makes up 60 to 80% of all dementia cases. And that was according to a study carried out at the University of Finland, a country where they have a lot of saunas. And in a 20-year follow-up, men taking sauna four to seven times a week were less likely to be diagnosed with dementia than those taking sauna once a week. So again, you know, if this is the disease that is feared by the elderly, correcting fungal infections, sweating four to six times a week, there are going to be some pretty profound and obvious uh, benefits to this. And I believe that this also really reflects the result of using sauna to detoxify the body, um, as we do as part of the Candida plan, where we have people sweat six times a week. So there's obviously a lot of benefits to sauna, and this is yet another one. And I would say that altogether, I could make a good argument for improving health by correcting fungal candida back to its normal healthy yeast state, not killing it, just correcting it, something that can be done safely and easily. And uh, there are many areas where correcting fungal candida can be immensely helpful, and this is yet another one. So today's recipe comes from the Everything Candida Diet book by yours truly, published by Simon and Schuster Publishing House. This recipe is for grilled mahi-mahi, found on page 233 of the book. This is a, a simple recipe which always appeals to me. The ingredients are three tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil, three tablespoons of lime juice, three garlic cloves smashed, one quarter teaspoon of black pepper, three sprigs of thyme, and one and a half pounds of mahi-mahi fillets. In a small bowl, combine the olive oil, lime juice, garlic, pepper, and herbs. Add the ingredients to a large plastic bag with the fish, seal, and shake to coat the fish evenly. Refrigerate for one to two hours, then remove the fish from the bag and grill or cook in a grill pan over high heat until lightly browned on both sides and cooked throughout about two to three minutes per side. Serve and enjoy. Simple, and I think the best way to cook many times. So I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and learned something new. Be sure to subscribe for more Candida Diet tips, recipes, and insights. If you have any questions, please let us know, and we'll try to answer those in one of our upcoming episodes or get back to you personally. You can email us at support at candidaplan.com or call us at 888-236-7780. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, oh, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora Radio, etc., uh, etc. Et We're also on Facebook at Dr. McCombs Candida Plan, as well as on our YouTube channel, Twitter, and Instagram. And again, I hope you've enjoyed today's show, and I'd like to thank you again for taking the time to listen in, and have a great day.